Hi everybody, I'm Josh. And I'm Brett. If you're looking for a different horror podcast, one that stands out from the rest... Well, don't look here. (laughs) Absolutely not. Every week we talk about our favorite horror movies and some of our favorite aspects of those horror movies. So that's something that interests you? Check us out. The only thing that sets us apart is that it's us. So if you like the sound of our voices... Check us out at the Evil Desk Podcast. Wherever it is that you find podcasts. Hey everybody, I just wanted to get in here at the beginning of the episode to let you know there was some recording issues right around where I'm talking about the poster expectations. It glitches out for a few seconds, but then it goes back to normal, so I do apologize for that. But you're not really missing much. But anyways, I'll let you get back to the show. Cheers. I'm a sea king, a CGI king. I'm here to eat and bear my teeth and shake a tail fin. A bikini babe, catching a road Welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. As always, I am your host, Captain Steve, and this week we're talking about Virus Shark from 2021, directed by Mark Polonia. So, as some of you probably know, Mark Polonia has also directed movies like Land Shark, Sharkula, Sharkenstein, Jurassic Shark 2, Aquapocalypse, Jurassic Shark 3, Seavenge, Noah Shark. You get the fucking idea. He's directed a lot of fucking shark movies. Um, I figured since it's been about four years since we were all put into lockdown for uh, the Rona, um, it would be a good time to like revisit those times and uh, enjoy a movie that came as a product of said event. Let's just get right into the plot synopsis off of Letterboxd. A shark bite spreads a virus across the globe, turning the world upside down. Deep below the ocean, a group of researchers race against time to reach the surface with an antidote before they are killed by themselves and the sharks lurking inside the test pool and outside in the ocean. Holy fuck me, that plot description is just way too long. Shark make everyone sick, people try to fix, chaos ensues. There, I shortened it for you. It's a lot more understandable now. Um, anyways, this poster has a shark swimming over an undersea lab. If you're watching the video on YouTube, I've got the uh, Blu-ray here, so that's the poster, as you can see. Um, listen, it's a Polonia Brothers... ...in the movie. It would be awesome, because I do kind of like the design on the poster, but but I'm really not expecting it from the Polonia Brothers, so that's fine. But I'm also going to wager that there will be some Deep Blue Sea references here, maybe. Um, Maybe more than Jaws reference, just because they're in, like, an underwater lab, and they do tend to use a lot of references in their movies, so I'm... I don't know. I'm thinking Deep Blue Sea, but we'll see. Deep Blue Sea, we'll see. Fuck it, never mind. This has an average rating of 2.4 stars on Letterboxd, Will this live up to the rating, or will it make me sick and die? There's only one way to find out. Let's dive in. Right off the bat, we learn the name of this virus is SHVID-1. Shovid-1. So deal with that information for a second. Good? Okay. So 
as the plot description says, a single shark bite started this whole thing and basically infects the world. And there's five scientists working in this underwater lab called Cygnus, Cygnus, and they're essentially the ones trying to find a cure. This whole time, this woman, Christy, is narrating, kind of like she's writing in a journal or something, and she and I assume the rest of the cast are just Polonia Brothers regulars. We've seen her in Sharkula, uh, Sharkenstein. She's been in a lot of his movies. And basically, so has everybody else. She tells us that she's the shark expert. Gregory McLandon is a disease specialist, and he's played by the guy who played the cop in Doll Shark and the undercover cop in Cocaine Shark. And the, like, young-looking old dude... A college dude from Shark Encounters of the Third Kind. He he's back, guys. We got him back. Yeah. Oh, and I guess I think in Sharkenstein, maybe he was like the Marina. Ah, fuck, I can't remember. I, I get them all mixed up. But yeah, he's he's in here again. Uh, Shannon Muldoon, a scientist who is topside and feeds them information, but Christy says she thinks she has ulterior motives. <gasps> maybe she does. Um, Anne Satcher works with Gregory, and she's a marine plant life expert or something. She does some science shit. It doesn't matter. Richter Diamato. Um, I'm thinking this name might be a nod to Joe Diamato, the like Italian director or whatever. Um, I don't know. That's what it seems like to me. So he's the one who sort of built this place. He didn't build it. It was already built, but he came and like retrofitted it, so it would work with what they needed to do. Uh, we'll see why this is really dumb later on. And then we have Duke Larson, which is played by the guy who plays Duke Lawson. Nope, not the same name, just extremely similar and played by the same actor. I, I don't know. It's a Polonia Brothers movies. That's the only answer I have. But he's the security guy. He's in charge of keeping them all safe or whatever. And we see a Navy ship on the water, and they radio that they're dropping something off. Uh, Mark Polonia, the director, makes an appearance, as he always does, as the guy dropping off some dead bodies, and he meets Duke at the uh, outside of the elevator. And Duke asks how the outside world is, and he's basically like, oh, you're lucky you're down here, man. And then he leaves. And then Duke starts looking at the corpses, and they are all fucked up looking. Like, they look like a monster. Like, it doesn't even look like a human being anymore. And then we're in the pool area, and it is clearly a public swimming pool they rented. But we're meant to believe that it's like a moon pool. I have said and seen moon pools so much and so many times, it just really makes me want to play Subnautica. I've talked about that game before, and it makes me want to play it again. Actually, I've never played it. I've only watched people play it. What am I talking about? I want to, I want to play it. Oh, man. It's been a long night. Gregory and Christy do some science talk at this pool, and something about releasing the sharks and then grabbing new specimens for a bunch of new samples or something. And again, just like the last few movies, a bunch of science jargon that probably doesn't make any sense. Bill Nye is probably very upset by this. Christy wonders if it's all hopeless, but Gregory reassures her that they're very close to finding a cure. Uh, Richter is checking some pipes, and I guess he finds some seawater leaking in. And then we're just done with that scene. And they do this a couple of times, and we'll find out later why. But it was just intercut in, like, really weird ways. Again, Polonia Brothers movie, they always do this kind of shit. Like, there's just random stuff cut in for no apparent reason. Or just, it doesn't make sense at the time. So, 
Again, it just rattles my fucking brain sometimes. I'm doing my best here, guys. Duke brings the body to Anne, and Duke creeps on her a little bit, and then she says, like, there isn't time for this sort of thing anymore. And then when she rejects him, she he says, have fun, bitch, and then leaves, and she doesn't respond to that. She just lets that happen. I, I don't know. I fucking hate Duke. Anne looks into a microscope, and she sees the virus is being defeated by something. I guess some sort of antibodies or something that they've already been working on. I guess. We'll go with that. And then she goes to the body and she wonders out loud, I wonder what kind of shark made these bites. And then she calls Christy up like to come up to the lab on her cell phone, which somehow works 800 meters underwater, basically during a global apocalypse, it seems like. Because at the beginning of the movie, they were showing us footage of like some towns and it was basically just wreckage. It looked like World War II. But I'm just like, everything seems like the world is broken. Like, everyone's almost dead. So I don't understand why cell service is still working, because it seems pretty post-apocalyptic. But I I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing for that. Polonia Brothers. That's what I got. Gregory has a video call with Shannon, and she's telling him they need a cure now because it's spreading, blah, blah, blah. And then Gregory is like, Miss Muldoon. And she interrupts him and is like, you know, you used to call me Shannon when you seduced me. And he's like, seduced you? Huh, I wasn't even trying. And then Shannon's like, do you even remember? And he's like, huh, of course not. But that doesn't matter right now. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? I... So these two have done it, apparently. Um, he doesn't remember it. And um, that should be very apparent to her. I don't know if he was very drunk or if he's just being an asshole. I feel like he's being an asshole. I feel like everybody in this movie might just be a big asshole. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm going to go with. Christy and Anne look at the body, and Anne tells her that the antibodies are working on the virus for the first time, and they need to see if it'll work on another species strain. So I guess every shark species has like a different strain of the virus, maybe, I guess. We'll go with that. So they all go into a meeting, and Duke is standing there with a gun, and Anne asks, like, why he carries it, because if he shoots it off down there, like, the station will explode, or something will go wrong. And then she's like, oh, I thought that was just an extension for your penis, or something like that. And then he makes a joke like, oh, yeah, well, feel free to use it, but uh, make sure you wipe it off before you're done. I don't like Duke. He's just a really gross dude. Again, pretty fucking funny, Line, don't get me wrong, but I just, I hate Duke. He's just such a twat for, like, no apparent reason. Other than his name is Duke, and I guess when your name is Duke, you gotta kind of be a twat. I like Duke Nukem. He's kind of a twat, too, actually. I like the Duke Nukem games, but yeah, Duke's kind of a twat. Gregory tells everyone that Muldoon isn't happy with their progress, and they're running out of time, and they need to kill the current shark specimens and then get some new ones and start their experiments. Why? Because science, that's why. I have no fucking idea why. They don't explain any of this, and it doesn't really matter. Christy objects, of course, because they're living creatures, and then Richter says they're responsible for the downfall of society, and then he tells everyone uh, right after this that the station is leaking under the pressure, and they have a few weeks tops before it basically implodes. So that's why we keep seeing scenes of him like finding seawater coming in, which I, I kind of thought that's what they were implying, but it was kind of hard because I'm like, well, yeah, seawater's probably going to leak into your underwater station. I'm sure it happens all the time. but So yeah, station's fucked, basically. 
And Gregory's response to this is to just say thank you and moves on. But Christy says, like, what the hell? Like, we should probably get these repairs done now because the station could be crushed at any moment. And they're just not going to do these repairs. And we saw the same shit happen in Raging Sharks. See what happened there? Fucking nonsense and shenanigans. I, I bet you there's going to be more nonsense and shenanigans than this. I'm just saying. Just probably a pretty good guess, though. And then all of a sudden we hear the station squeak, I guess, from the pressure. We don't get any explanation. We just hear this noise, which is just a loud, god-awful noise. And I guess it's supposed to be the station reacting to the pressure. But the the sound mixing is always usually pretty bad bad in most of these movies so i can't be too upset by it i should have i should have expected it this one's on me i'm gonna take the blame for this one and after that christy and duke are at the pool and gregory nods at duke and then he shoots all the sharks that are in this like moon pool thing and then gregory says the carcasses will attract new sharks so they prepare for some new specimens and sure enough they come and then they pull one of the sharks out and this is done with like two giant clamps but they're clearly miniatures does it look great not really is it cool i mean kinda i mean i appreciate the effort they put they use miniatures like instead of cgi when every time we see the sharks uh and like the base outside underwater it's always cgi Again, none of it matches the designs on the posters. Spoiler alert. Up until this point, we'd only seen, like, CGI, so it was just nice to see something a little bit practical. I always appreciate that, as you know. And the shark is also one of, like, the classic uh, Polonia Brothers, like, shark puppets that we see in all their movies, so it's nice to get that back. It was nice to see that. Uh, and then we get a montage of Richter checking out the base, and he seems very disappointed in whatever results or readings he's getting, but... It's just he's very clearly in like a college or something because he's just reading like the security panels and the fire panels. Like, yeah, it's nonsense. And then Gregory has another video call with Muldoon and he tells her they've made progress, but they need more time. And she says, oh, well, you have it. And he says, well, no, we don't because the facility is basically falling apart and we're going to die soon. And then she starts acting, like, really sketchy and, like, asking Gregory if he knows what kind of power they would have if they had the cure in their hands. And then she says, how about, like, I make you an offer? We don't hear what it is because it cuts to the next scene. Now we're with Richter and Duke, and they just have some dumb conversation. But something that comes from it is Duke says their only way out of this facility is the elevator shaft going to the surface. So a couple of things. This thing is 800 meters underwater and they have an elevator shaft that goes to the surface and that's all that they have. So like they don't have any submersibles, submarines, anything like that. I also have to ask like why does this facility need to be this deep? Like this seems pretty unnecessary in my opinion. But like it's also insane that they have no sort of escape other than the elevator shaft that seems like a pretty big oversight like i get that the world's in like an apocalypse or whatever but i mean this facility still looks pretty nice so i kind of feel like that's maybe something they should have thought of they still have navy ships for fuck's sakes like they they must have mini subs like oh my god people idiots just idiots Christy calls Duke down to the pool uh, to help get a sample from the shark. So basically he has to hold the shark down while she gets some samples. 
And then he asks, like, what's in it for him? And she says, well, how about next time I take a shower, you can stand guard at the door? I would not let this man do anything near a woman, let alone standing guard while they're showering. I'm just saying. Again, I realize it's the apocalypse. It's slim pickings. But not Duke. Just not fucking Duke, man. Come on. Jesus Christ. In the lab, uh, while Anne is working, the body behind her starts, like, moving underneath the body bag. And then this orange blob falls out of the body bag. And then we go to, like, this thing's POV, and it's, like, sneaking around the room. And then it jumps at Anne's face, and then we cut back to Duke and Christy. Christy manages to get her sample, and Duke gets scratched by the shark. Um, but they don't really seem all that concerned by this, considering that the sharks are the cause of this deadly virus. Um, but yeah, anyways, the shark escapes, and then Duke goes to get his arm looked at. Gregory calls Anne and tells her he's in. So whatever deal these two fuckers were making, he's all on board. And the call ends, he grabs a gun and then leaves his office. And then we get some more montage of Richter looking around this facility as if we didn't already know it's fucking falling apart. And then at one point he's looking out the porthole. He sees a shark and he's like, shoo shark. And like he, he shoes the shark through the fucking porthole. And then I think even at, at this point he asks like, are we the ones watching you or are you the ones watching us? Huh? I don't know what he's, what he means by that. Like we haven't seen any sort of intelligence from these sharks so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Duke goes to the lab and he calls for Anne to come look at his arm, but she's not in there. So he kind of just wraps the cut himself and he's like, oh, thanks for nothing. Ugh, just die already, Duke. Good God. Richter tells Gregory they now have less than 48 hours until the facility basically implodes. And then Gregory's like, okay, um, write me up an in-depth analysis and keep it to yourself. And Gregory's like, um, maybe we should evacuate since we're all probably going to die. And Gregory's like, no, uh, just get me that analysis. Keep it to yourself. And then he runs off. I'm like, yeah, because that's fucking important right now. Like, I understand that, like, Gregory's probably about to fuck everybody. Uh, but still, not really important right now. Outside the facility, we see a shark eating some power lines or something. Oh, it's, it's the oxygen tank, sorry. And we see some infected sharks... And these are CG sharks here, obviously. But then they put these, like, different colored balls on the sharks to indicate that they're infected. It looks like they're collecting fucking infinity stones. Like, that's basically what it looks like. In the lab, Christy cracks the code for the cure. And just at that moment, Gregory comes in and holds her at fucking gunpoint and basically says he's going to take it for himself or whatever. Duke is starting to feel the effects of the bite. And Anne's face is all fucked up. Richter sees the oxygen supply is damaged, so again, that's what the shark was attacking. And then, as Gregory is monologuing his plan to Christy, Anne comes out of nowhere, bites his arm, and then just, like, fucks off. Christy asks what happened to her, and Gregory obviously doesn't know, so he knocks Christy out with his gun, and he goes past Richter, and Richter's like, no, stop, and but Gregory just fucks off, and then Richter's like, uh, hey, Gregory, we're all gonna die. I mean... Yeah, we already do that. Again, I guess this some of this is supposed to be funny, but some of it's not coming across, but sometimes it is. And I'm, again, still enjoying it so far. Gregory calls uh, Muldoon, and we see she's infected now, and he's starting to feel the effects of the bite from Anne. 
And Muldoon says the virus is spreading fast and there's mass graves and, like, shootings and everything. And basically the whole world's going to shit. Uh, remember last week, like, when I said, why can't these people in post-apocalyptic societies, like, just work together? Like, now they're basically dooming society because some dickweed wanted some more money or power. So he's just doomed the entire human race because he's an asshole. Ugh. Idiots. Like, so much of the drama is just unnecessary, but, oh, okay, whatever. Gregory finds Christy, and she fills him in on Gregory, and then he fills her in on the station falling apart. They run, and they find Duke sleeping. They wake him up and tell them, we need to get to Gregory before he gets to the elevator because he has the antidote. And then Gregory, and then uh, sorry, Duke is like, yeah, I might need that for myself, starting to realize that his bite is actually becoming infected. And it turns out they're not too far behind Gregory, and so they find him at the elevator, and then him and Duke start getting into a shootout, if you want to call it that. Occasionally we'll see a muzzle flash, but mostly this kind of happens with them like pointing their guns like off screen. So again, very low budget. I'll explain that a little bit later on. But Duke manages to get an artery in Gregory's leg, which I don't see why it matters because Gregory makes it into the elevator and starts going up. But Duke's like, yeah, he'll be dead before he gets to the top. Yeah, with the cure. Great. Awesome. Again, we're all just dooming the human race instead of just working together. Oh, my God. Anyways, this really doesn't matter all that much because a CG shark bites the elevator shaft and Gregory is dead. Christy gives Duke the cure, and, like, that's all they have, so she has to make more. And then she starts, like, to make a call to somebody on the video screen, but the shark comes in and cuts the communication lines before she can finish talking. So I guess the shark does have some sort of intelligence. I don't know if that's a cause of the virus, or if it's just, like, we need another plot device, so we're going to make it smart. I don't know. No explanation for that. She starts asking Richter how they can get out of there and says they can go look at the plans and schematics and find a way out, and then Christy will make some more of the cure. But even if they find a way out, they are 800 meters underwater. So, like, unless they find a submarine or submersible or some shit, uh, I bet there's going to be, like, some bullshit secret tunnel or, like, elevator... Can you imagine, like, a secret 800-meter fucking elevator to the surface? Oh, my God. As Christy works on the cure, the virus blob is, like, skulking around the room still, and it appears on the desk in front of Christy, and it's just, like, orange goo in front of her. And so she pours something on it. I don't know if it's the cure or acid or something, but it starts smoking and, I guess, killing it. Anne stumbles into a washroom and sees herself in the mirror and starts crying. The facility starts shaking and it's like starting to fall apart. Duke and Richter try to find a way out, but they don't see anything on the blueprints and they start getting pissed off. And then Richter finally spots something. <gasps> what is it? We don't know yet. Just wait. So we go back to the lab where Anne attacks Christy and Duke shoots her in the head and they tell Christy they have a way out. So Richter found an escape pod. On the blueprints that was put there in case the elevator shaft failed. So this whole fucking time, Richter is the one who retrofitted this fucking lab to make it work for their needs. And you're telling me he didn't come across 
uh, an escape pod in case the elevator didn't work. Really? Richter is fucking stupid then, and, like, they should not have been trusting him this whole time, because apparently he's a fucking idiot. Good God. I feel like this movie is giving me the shaft long and dry. God damn it. Anyways, they make it to the pod and get in one by one, but the the door jams on Duke, and then he's stuck, so he tells them to leave. The pod takes off in miniature CGI composited in glory as the station explodes behind it. And they see the virus shark. And yes, they call it that. Christy is like, there's the virus shark. That's the name of the movie. And they see Duke on the screen and the shark comes and gobbles him up. So he's finally dead. I'm not sad at all. Duke was an asshole, even if he was kind of helpful. I mean, he's still a dick. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And now they still have to wait 45 minutes before this pod reaches the surface. So Christy falls asleep and has a nightmare of everything that just happened. So we can pad out the runtime just a little bit longer. And then she screams herself awake. And then the virus shark starts attacking the pod. And it's the puppet shark and small model shark. But it's covered in like red shit. So it's like super infected, I guess. But only when we see it on the outside of the pod. When we see it on the computer screen inside the pod, it is a completely different shark model. It has none of the red stuff on. It doesn't even look the same. But it, we're meant to believe it's supposed to be the same shark. So the shark bites into the pod and everything goes black. And then we see Christy lying on a beach. And then she slowly stands up again to pad out the runtime. She then narrates that it all felt like a nightmare, but she still has the serum. They call it the serum, the antidote, the cure. Like, pick a fucking lane. Pick one thing to call. But they they use all of those terms in here. So she's hiking up a trail, and then she stumbles upon a body lying face down with, like, severed limbs beside it. And I guess what's supposed to be his severed arm. And she's like, hi, can you help me? I'm looking for some authorities. And obviously the person doesn't respond because they're dead. And she's like, oh, okay. And so she moves on. And then after a lot more walking to pad out the runtime just a little bit more, she walks into a garage and two people sneak up on her and they're both infected. And then this third one comes up and says, ah, she's clean. And then she tells them who she is. And then these three name themselves Jojo, Mace, and Garbage. Those are their fucking names. And Mace is like, we're the officials now. And then he bunts her in the face and takes the cure and says the whole world has gone to hell. Uh, Again, just garbage human beings all around. They tie her up and argue about what to do with her and blah, 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 creepy shit. They then tell her about the marauders who are infected people but are addicted to drinking people's blood. And then Jojo lets it slip that there's a research lab like 30 miles away or something, but Mace cuts her off so to not let her know. Whatever. Out in the woods, Garbage is... I can't believe they named a character Garbage, but... Anyways, Garbage is out in the woods, and he's getting water, and he's being stalked by, I guess, the infected people. Like, they look like monsters or mutants, so I'm guessing they are the marauders, marauders, whatever you want to call them. And then he kind of shoots them as he comes across them. And as I'm watching this, I kind of feel like these are from a different movie. Because I know this isn't the first time the Polonia brothers have recycled footage. But 
we never see garbage actually interact with the marauders we see him shoot and then like they fall but like never in the same like camera angle so i don't know i feel like it's recycled footage Back in the garage, Mace gives Christy his sob story and then says, like, sh she found a cure for a bunch of nomads that don't want it. And then Garbage returns with the water, gives some to Christy. And then Mace comes up with a plan to negotiate with authorities. They just keep saying authorities, like, oh, I need to find authorities, but never specifying who exactly. I guess just whoever's in charge. But they're going to negotiate with authorities because they have the cure and Christy... So they're going to go to the old research station by boat. I didn't stumble on anything there. That's what he told us. Uh, I don't fucking know how he thinks this is going to work, but uh, who fucking cares? Like, I'm going to negotiate for power and like, uh, whatever. And so Christy warns them about the sharks in the water, and then JoJo suggests that they walk instead, but Mace is like, no, we can't walk, there's too many marauders, we're gonna take our chances in the water, I ain't afraid of no shark. As they get ready to leave, a marauder somehow sneaks into the garage and attacks garbage. Christy, Mace, and JoJo run into the woods and shoot some of the marauders, but again, whenever we see them in a scene with the actors in the movie. We only see the back of their heads or, like, the back of their robes that they're wearing, which just looks like burlap. Um, but, yeah, we never actually see, like, their faces face-to-face -face or anything like that. So I'm pretty sure these are from different movies. But, yeah, anyways, as JoJo and Mace are taking care of them, Christy manages to escape, and so she runs off with her hands tied behind her back. She manages to break free from the ropes and says she's going to run to the boat and take her chances with the shark. She finds the boat, um, which some of us would call a canoe, um, but Jojo and Mace show up at that exact moment and like tell her to get ready, and they hold her hostage again. And then Mace tells Jojo to get the boat ready, so she's slowly trying to get the boat ready, but then she's like, I don't really want to do this, and then Mace is like, oh, no, fuck you, go do it. And so she gets the boat in the water, and then he's like, see, nothing to be afraid of. And then fucking hand puppet shark comes and grabs JoJo's head and starts biting down on her and then drags her into the water. And then a soldier comes in and starts shooting at the shark and mace, and then he tells Christy basically that he's there to take her to, like, the proper authorities or whatever. And then he goes on to say that, like, uh, they're going to go to a submarine to go to some base off Canadian waters because that's all that's left of humanity is these two, 133 people on the submarine, and I'm assuming whoever is at this research station. But she's like, oh, is it too late? And he's like, no, it's not too late. There's, like, you know, 200 of us left. Woo! And so Christy is on the sub, and she sad, so sad, saying it's all over, she grabs the serum, drops it into the water, and then goes over the edge herself and kills herself. Uh, like, fucking what? And, oh my god. And then we see this shark come towards the screen, bite the fucking cure, and roll credits. I don't even know where to begin with this one. Like, like fucking what? Like, she made a cure. There's people to still save. And yet she basically destroyed it and then offed herself. I, I, 
I I have seen this before. I own the Blu-ray. I didn't remember much of this movie. I especially didn't remember that fucking ending. So as I said, the shark on the poster is certainly not the shark we see in the movie. As with any Polony Brothers movie, the idea is pretty funny though, and like I feel like the Polony Brothers are pretty self-aware of what they do, and it feels like they're just having fun with that. And I feel like that kind of translates through the screen. The locations they use never really match what they're supposed to be. Like, the whole time they're supposed to be in this underwater lab, they're clearly in, like, some college that they just rented or something. Um, which makes sense, because the only piece of trivia I found for this movie was that the budget was $182. Huh. All the small things, am I right? So, I, I mean, I guess it all kind of makes sense. Um, however, it's still fun. It's silly. If you like any of the other Polonia Brothers movies, you'll probably still enjoy this one. I don't think this is my favorite one that they've done, per se, but it's still a blast. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and give it a 2.5 stars on Letterboxd. Like I said, it's still fun. It's also short. It runs at like an hour and 15 minutes. Um, I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi, so if you want, go ahead, give it a shot, um, or don't. Um, it doesn't really matter to me either way. Um, but if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening, um, and for listening to me talk about this movie. And if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash bucket of chum, or you can leave me a five star rating or review that just really helps the show get out there, gets into more ears. So it's something I would really appreciate. Um, or you can visit me on all of my social medias at bucket of chum podcast. That's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Slasher. Uh, you can go to bucketofchumpodcast.com for more information. And I will see you guys next time for an all new episode of Bucket of Chum. This is Hannah. And this is Matt Hannah. And this is Horror Hour with the Hannahs. Where we discuss all your favorite scary movies. This is a new podcast where we will talk about our experiences watching some of our favorite, least favorite, and some brand new horror movies. We'll cover crowd favorites like The Conjuring, polarizing films like The Witch, and even some movies that we love to hate on. We'll even bring on some of our friends to complete this journey with us, including our resident scaredy cat sidekick and our professional actor pal. Tune in on Wednesdays, where we will release episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube on a weekly basis. Happy hauntings!